The team at Weight Inclusive Innovators is going to Mexico City and you're invited. There's something magical about getting out of the day-to-day routine. It's even better when you pack your bags, hop on a flight, and land in a new city. From August 20th to 25th, join us as we settle into our apartments in the neighborhood of La Condesa, visit all the local coffee shops that Mexico City has to offer, and dedicate time to work on our businesses. This means a whole work week to brainstorm your business's future, set goals for the next year, and get caught up on all those admin tasks that keep getting pushed to the wayside. And you didn't think we'd be all work and no play, did you? Well, our primary goal is to dedicate time to work on the biz and give ourselves space to dream and scheme. We can't go to Mexico City and not experience the vibrant culture that it has to offer. That's why we've planned a night of salsa lessons at Mamba Roomba and a cooking class from local culinary experts. Early bird registration is now open for our Mexico City trip. Spots are limited and you do not want to miss out on this amazing opportunity. Come hang out with us, work on your Spanish, and work on your business in person in Morgan's favorite city. Head on over to weightinclusiveinnovators.com slash Mexico City 2023 to sign up or click the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. Can you believe that we have been running the Accountability Club for six whole months? Whoop, whoop. Today, we're going to be chatting about the lessons we've learned around the importance of accountability, what it's been like running a membership, and the upcoming launch of the Accountability Club in Q3, because apparently we're almost close to Q3, which another story for another day. But before we dive into the episode, let's check in with Hannah, who's in the midst of her two weeks off. Hannah, what have you been up to? Oh my goodness, Morgan. Taking time off is so fucking hard as an entrepreneur. My brain is like, who are we? What do we do? Like, I I feel a little funky. I know you're feeling funky too. So yeah. if you're feeling funky out there as you're listening to this, you can be in the funk with us. That's cool. Um, it's great having time off to be honest, like just having space. And I guess that's going to, that's going to be my high is I have space. I have time. I'm really trying to work to not be pulled back in to work stuff. And it's like a double edged sword. It's so hard to step away. And so I just want to say, it's not all rainbow and butterflies when you finally do get to take the time off, like old dab, old habits, new habits, die hard. Is that what it is? Um, and it's so easy to try to pull up your email and check stuff. And I'm just trying to redirect, redirect that. So I, my brain is just feeling kind of funky. Um, so I, I feel like I have like a bunch of lows right now, which is kind of blah. So I'll just like TLDR them. Um, the low is. I'm feeling blah from not working. And also I have a stress fracture in my foot. 
Woo! If you guys have been listening to the pod for a bit, I tweaked my hamstring last year in like March, which is bananas. It's been over a year and it's like the worst injury I've ever had. It totally is still there and it's been making me walk weird. And so that has created me to like put extra pressure on the outside of my foot, which led to a stress fracture. So I got my, my cool boot. (laughs) I've never worn a boot before, but I keep hitting it on everything. I'm in a boot for the next three to six weeks with minimal walking. And that also kind of sucks because it impacts getting to do my sport things, which is what I like to do. So womp womp. Ugh, it's like forced rest. It is forced rest. Your body's and- like, oh, you're taking two weeks off. Cool. We're going to throw this in here and make you rest even more. Yes. Which I can still do some things like ride a stationary bike and swim gonna pull out my my crusty swimsuit and do some laps maybe but I am just gonna honor maybe this is my body being like okay Hannah you need to like very much chill at the same time there are a lot of good things over here a lot of personal life stuff going on so my partner and I we got our van our camper van Woo! and that's been really cool it looks um, amazing it's very awesome it basically has everything you could ever need to be off the grid for like two weeks and we do plan to do that a lot. So I'm excited. We also got a Wi-Fi set up with Starlink, which is made for people who do van life. And so we're hoping to take some longer trips and be able to both work from the van. So if you're my business coaching client or you're in a meeting with me, you might see a nature backdrop sometimes. Oh, that'll be so nice. Yes. Um, and also other fun news, my partner is moving in with me this week. So we're in the- This mix- week? This week. I thought it was happening later this summer, not this week. Nope. It's happening. Oh my goodness. I think that's also why my mood is funky. Not because my partner's moving in. He's the best. He's going to be awesome to live with. It's more of just, there's been transition after transition after transition. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like I need to just chill. So after he's all settled and we get into our flow with traveling in the van, I'm going to be ready to just to nestle in a bit. Um, so that's all my updates. Oh boy, man. Yes. Had Not a, a lot of work updates. Yeah. I mean, you are off. I took off last week. I also don't have a lot of work updates, which is why I'm just doing a nice general check-in. Um, I have also been in like a funky headspace as well, especially uh, coming back from a trip, which is weird. I'm usually very energized, creative, inspired, the whole shebang when I come back from a trip. But it was, I don't know. I honestly can't pinpoint what it, like what, why I'm feeling this or like why it's impacting me so much. Um, I think probably a couple things, the, the one that I keep like ruminating on, which is like not related to business at all yet somehow still managed to take up, take up so much of my brain space that I, it's distracting me from business stuff, which is annoying, is I was in Puerto Vallarta this past weekend for a wedding. And it is the wedding of a girl that I met through a Facebook group about five years ago. (laughs) Amazing. And so I, outside of her and her now husband, I didn't know a single person going to this wedding. Mm. Um, They all live in, most of them, she's from New York. 
like she was born and raised in the Buffalo area. She lives in upstate New York. That's where she went to college. So pretty much all of her friends live. And so um, I knew that going into the wedding that I wasn't going to know anyone, which is like no problem for me. I'm very social. I'm I'm great at meeting people and talking to people and that's fine. Um, what I wasn't prepared for was out of every single person at the wedding, which there were probably like 50 of us probably, um, there were only three people that did not have a partner. Mm. Me being one of them. Uh, and then the photographer being one of them. And so, um, her and I became pretty fast friends because both of us were like 30 single traveling for work, doing our own thing, running our own businesses. And so that was nice to like talk with her and like her, the, the people at the wedding were so kind and so welcoming. And I like, feel like I left with like a, like a group of friends. Like it was so nice. They were all wonderful. Um, but it just really made me get in my head about like life choices. And I know like, I don't really, I'm, I, I truthfully am content where I'm at. And like, I do want to have a partner one day. And so it was just this like really weird headspace of being around all of these couples. And, um, usually when I go to weddings, there's like, a good chunk of single people. And I think just as I get older, that's not the norm anymore. And so this is the first wedding that I've been to in a while where I either like wasn't a part of the wedding because I feel like that there's so many other things going on when you're part of a wedding that you don't really like think about all the people there. So yeah, so that was just, it was, it was weird. It was a weird headspace. I will say I definitely recognize this trip of how comfortable I am being by myself which has been like a huge progression. I think if you would have asked me a couple of years ago to like go to a wedding in a different country by myself, I would have been like, no, I'm finding a friend to come with me and showing up to the resort and just like doing my own thing, like felt really natural and good. Yeah. I also took off. I didn't work as much as I thought I was going to. I worked at the airport and on the airplanes, I got a little bit of work done too, but I also like took a lot of time off, which I wasn't anticipating. So I think that's contributing to it. I don't know. All of that, all of the accumulation of that has just left me in like a wonky headspace of like, kind of like longing, if I could summarize it, like longing for the future. Mm. I appreciate you sharing that so much. And I know many of our listeners will relate to that too. Like there's a ton of single people that listen to the podcast and people are in different walks of lives and different kinds of relationships and things. And it's kind of one of the examples of how our personal lives as entrepreneurs really integrate with our business and impact our business and impact our headspace, which impacts like our mood and how we get things done. And if we want to get things done or going into those spaces of like, I don't fucking want to work. Does any of this matter? Do I matter? Like just very existential Um, quickly. So I am sending you lots of love and weddings definitely highlight that a lot. Um, because I mean, you're celebrating a couple coming together, right? So it's an extra relationships put on a pedestal, which, you know, being a single person, it is like, okay, what does this mean for me? Or like, it makes you think about your own situation. 
right? Also total, not total side note, but um, in order to get, so we were staying in Puerto Vallarta, but in order to get to the actual like destination of the wedding, we had to take a boat and it was an hour long boat ride. And oh, you know no. me, I get really bad motion <laughs> sickness. And like, mind you, I literally met everyone on this boat, like less than 24 hours prior. I threw up three times oh. on the boat. And somehow managed to get a nosebleed in the middle of it. It was awful. I was like, I was so embarrassed because like, Mm -hmm. I don't know these people. They don't really know me. I'm by myself. And like, thankfully, like there were a couple people that I've been hanging out with that were like so kind and getting me water and getting me like paper towels and things like that. But I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. It was so embarrassing. And then I felt sick for like the first part of the wedding. And it was just like, it was just like a little bit of a, a a rough rough weekend. Great weekend. Had so much fun celebrating. So great meeting new friends. But um, there were parts of it that I'm just like, wow, didn't didn't expect all of that to happen, dude. Now it's just girls unite. I would be doing the same thing on that freaking boat. What a um, <laughs> gosh, I can't even. I was, no. I was trying to be. I was trying to be a responsible human because I was like, I'm not going to take Dramamine because it was an open bar wedding. And you're not supposed to mix Dramamine with alcohol. And I was like, I would rather just like hope for the best and like maybe get sick on the boat if I have to and still be able to appreciate the open bar. Well, then I got sick. And by the time I got to the uh, beach, I was like, I don't even want alcohol. So like this was like so pointless. I could have just just taken the Dramamine. Lesson Um, learned. But her, um, the bride bride had two aunts that had Dramamine. They were giving me Dramamine. And then her sweet dad made like a salty alcohol-free margarita that apparently is supposed to help nausea. And it did. Combination of all that. They were so kind. They were like taking care of me the whole night. And I was like, I'm really self-sufficient. I will be okay. But I do very much appreciate the Dramamine. (laughs) So. Uh. I love kind people. I'm glad that they supported you. And I guess I've seen you in nauseous moments as well. (laughs) Yes, you have. You have experienced me in the midst of um, motion sickness and nausea. In Costa Rica. The roads of Costa Rica. (laughs) That was rough at like three o'clock in the morning. That was rough. Good times. Good times. Woo. Good times. Well, I hope if everybody else is in a weird mood, maybe those mercury is in retrograde maybe it's this fog that's in fucking denver i don't know i hope we all can like light some sage and get rid of this shit because get rid of it we got things to do lives to live exactly exactly all right you ready to dive into today's episode let's do it so today we are going to be chatting about accountability and specifically Lessons that we have learned from the six months of running the Accountability Club, um, things we've learned about running a membership, and then uh, share a little bit about what we've got up and coming for the Q3 launch of the Accountability Club. Woohoo! And we have recorded a podcast episode on the importance of accountability in the past. We'll link it in the show notes. And so we really want to revisit the topic just because, especially in these weird mood times and wanting to get stuff done in our business, many times when you have accountability that's external, that can be so helpful of just having a space of like, I'm feeling this way. I don't want to do this, like, but I need to. And we want the accountability club to be a space for people to land in that as one example of accountability. 
prime example yesterday was the, was Monday. It was whenever I got back, uh, the day after I got back from the trip, fresh start to the week. And I woke up, I slept in first of all, which was lovely. And then I, when I finally got up and moving, I was like, I literally don't want to do anything today. I was feeling so unmotivated and usually I'm the one that does the Monday morning check-in and the accountability club, but I'd slept until like 9.40 and I usually posted it at nine. And so Caitlin jumped in there and posted it for me. Thank you, Caitlin. Shout out to Caitlin. And that was the accountability that I needed. I literally woke up to that message and some people had already started like responding with their big three, with their reflection. Um and I, when I finally like got myself up and got a coffee, I was like, I'm just gonna sit on the couch. And then I was like scrolling through that. And I was like, no, Morgan, like it's nearing the end of May. Like you have some things that you want to get done by the end of May. Like just write like three things. You can do three things today, three small things, just like go and get them done. And being in community with people even just via Slack and seeing what other people were working on and that other people were feeling the same way. I know it was someone, someone else had shared that they were having a hard time getting back into the swing of things after taking some time off. And I was like, wow, it's literally all of us this week. Got it. And that was really comforting and definitely encouraged me to like at least check in with like three things that I could get done this week. And something about that, I mean, something about that plus getting coffee plus forcing myself to leave my house. Uh, the trifecta. The trifecta. It's truly perfect. Uh, I ended up having like a really productive day yesterday. And that was really nice to to like distract myself, I guess, from real life stuff. You make such a good point of accountability is not only committing to the three small things, if that's what's accessible to you in the moment, but it's seeing what other people are doing and being inspired by mm-hmm. them of like either in camaraderie. I don't know if that's the right term, but like you, everybody's feeling kind of blah or, Oh, this person's like banging these things out today. Awesome. That's so inspiring. What can I do today? What's within my limits. And also as we're talking about this, Morgan, I feel like we've both been pushing for so long and people in the accountability club, maybe it's like we push, push, push. And now we just need a minute. Yeah. And that's why we're in this funk of like, yep, we can't, like you have to go through the cycle of pushing and then give yourself a second to be weird and then get back to it and do what you can in the weird weeks. Yeah. I know. Even when setting like what I was going to get done this week, I'm like, what are the three things that are not going to take a lot of energy, but I know will feel good just to like check them off my list because I, yeah, I'm like not going to set unrealistic goals of like powering through a bunch of stuff when I know that I'm in a funk this week and not knowing if that funk is going to go away by the end of the week. What do you feel like you have learned about yourself and about like the importance of accountability to you over these last six months? Yeah. Well, the thing that always comes to mind is I don't have a boss that's holding me accountable to do anything. Oh, like preach. Oh my is, gosh. Like one of the hardest things of entrepreneurship. I was literally watching somebody. I went to um, the climbing gym this morning just to kind of move around on the bike and lift with my friend, do some upper body stuff. And I was watching somebody get trained by like a new employee get trained and they were cleaning equipment and they had like this checklist. And it made me think back to when I worked at the ice cream shop. And I remember um, the manager, Carrie, walking me through like, here's how you do everything in the ice cream shop. Here's how you scoop ice cream. Here's the three points you need to check when cleaning this machine. And I'm just 
I was kind of daydreaming about being back in that space a little bit of like, oh, someone telling me what to do and just having a checklist and like doing the thing and being a little bit mindless. I'm like, that sounds really nice right now. But then like, as I was coming back to reality, I'm like, no, that actually sounds like my fucking nightmare. I hate being told what to do. I do not tell me what to do unless I ask you to tell me what to do like a business coach or accountability. (laughs) And so I think my, my takeaways and my learnings, is that what we were talking about? My brain kind of went off on a Yes. Like what you, uh, what you have personally learned about accountability through the accountability club the last six Yes. Months. Okay. I have learned that accountability from peers and having a space to just put what I'm working on or how I'm feeling is really important to me because I don't have a boss because mm. I don't have anybody else checking in with me. And that feels really good because it still honors the freedom and autonomy that we all crave as entrepreneurs, but it's, I'm asking for this versus a boss kind of chooses to give you accountability, right? Of like, you, you're not getting this thing done. So I'm going to hold you accountable. And I'm making this choice for you Mm -hmm. in this dynamic with the accountability club. And what I've learned about accountability and what's helpful for me is being able to ask others when I want to hold myself accountable. Yeah, I love that. I I definitely feel that as well. And it's like, I feel like we've we've been talking about this on the pod a lot too, of like no one else is telling us what to do. Like our success is literally up to us to like make our own to-do list to like move the needle. And so um yeah, being around other people that are also in that same boat is is really helpful. Yeah. I also think it's very humbling in some ways to watch people go through different things or be processing things that either we've been through or we haven't been through yet. Cause there's people from all walks of life and all different kinds of businesses in there. Like it, it gives a lot of perspective, which is always helpful for my learning. Mm-hmm. What about you? Mimic what you say. Definitely. I think the biggest takeaway that I've had is before the accountability club of like constant check-ins, I was nervous to put things out into the universe if I knew I couldn't do it a hundred percent. And so like the idea of like saying like, these are the things that I'm working on. These are the three things that I'm working on. I think in the beginning of the accountability club, there was a little bit of like a fire under my ass. Cause I was like, Oh, I have to get all three of these things done because other people are watching like other people know, which I think was really good for the business. And I, and, and, I now can appreciate, like, there's been a lot of growth over the last six months. And I can now appreciate that I can set bigger, scarier, a little more out there, like, tasks for the week for my big three and be able to push myself a little bit and, like, what I think I'm capable of getting done and, like, not playing it safe. And it, it has allowed me to remove some of the pressure of having to like set these goals. And I know we've talked about this on like goal setting episodes before, but like set these goals and not set goals in a, in a way of like, I'm a failure if I don't get all of these done, but more so using these goals in conjunction with being able to reflect on my like monthly goals to just continue to like push myself and move in the right direction, whether it's like taking like one step forward or whether it's like doing a little sprint. Yes. 
it really takes away a little bit of the overwhelm of I know what I want to do big picture and fuck, how do I get there? It's kind of the reminder of every week I get a new start and I'm going to pick my big three and these are going to be my focuses. And I know this is going to bring me one step closer to getting to where I want to be big picture. I think my other takeaway is that Monday Morgan is way more ambitious than Thursday morning, Thursday Morgan, whenever we are doing the, like, we're halfway through the week, how are your big three going? I like, look, I was like, I don't even remember what my big three are some weeks. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I did want to get those things done. And I remember that I chose those things because I wanted to do this by the end of the month and uh, getting to just like, it just forces everything to stay at the front of my mind, which is really helpful because I think I, I, and you, we like throw things out. They're like, Oh, we should do that. Oh, we should do that. Oh, I should do this. Oh, I want to do this. And then we like forget about it. And so it's nice to have that piece. I also think that, let me back up. You and I are very vulnerable with each other. Whenever we talk about business things, we really, Mm -hmm. we, we always have been, there's never really been anything off limits between like you and I private conversations. I mean, and on the podcast too, but also like within like private conversations. And while I'm so thankful for like that relationship, I just, I just don't think that's really the norm in a lot of spaces. And so getting to also have so much vulnerability within the accountability club has been so cool to see. And I, and it's, it's challenging at times, like, especially weeks like this week where I'm like, I don't want to get stuff done. And then I'm seeing other people doing all this, lot of stuff. Like, it's kind of hard to not, um, get a little bit into the shame spiral. And it's such an incredible group of people who are being vulnerable that it allows me to really like challenge whenever that comes up of like what is actually going on um, and really have a, the, I know I say it a lot. I know it's, it's such a cliche, but having that community over competition or collaboration, um, community and collaboration over competition. Yeah. I think it's extra important as you're saying, you know, you see other people getting stuff done. It's not in a comparing way that we're like, okay, they are, so I should too. It's just a like, right, hive mind, we're in this together, like, let's fucking go. And remembering, like, yeah, there is nobody else telling you that you have to get this done. And yes, other people can see what you're writing. And at the same time, it's on you. And can you use the energy of others to help you push forward as well, whether they know that's happening for you or not, which I think is cool. It's just like the presence of being together in solidarity in the accountability club, seeing what people are working on is that little extra push sometimes to be like, okay, what can I do right now? We've learned a lot about ourselves and our own like personal needs related to accountability But this is also the first time that Hannah and I are running a membership. I guess you could call it a membership. It's It's a a membership, quarterly membership. And there's been some, there's been some solid lessons when it comes to that too. And kind of like to touch on um, what you're just talking about, like part of, part of what we have learned through this process is that the needs of our core, our cohort are constantly changing, which means that we are constantly evaluating and changing the structure of the accountability club in order to fit the needs of our people. Yeah. It's been so interesting because Morgan and I use this space to get shit done in our businesses too. So it's very peer to peer 
And at the same time, we're wanting to make it valuable and engage people and make sure they're getting their things done. So in a way, we're the accountability mentors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're balancing that we're using this space and we're wanting to make this space as helpful for others as well. And so that's just so interesting. It's an offering and it's an offering for us. Yeah. It's also a... um I feel like I learned this in like conference planning, but I haven't had it on a smaller, uh, a smaller scale is that you and I have very similar working patterns. We, we function pretty similarly when it comes to like powering through, putting our head down. You're actually probably a little bit more, um, gritty than I am, but you when think? I- Yes, I think so. Oh man, we need a whole nother episode to discuss. Absolutely. Um, but it's also like this reminder of like we can't please everyone. Mm -hmm. And so that's been that's been a struggle for me going through this of like wanting wanting so badly for it to be like the perfect fit for every person, but that's so unrealistic and like puts us in a box. And like, we don't want to do that. Like we are all individual people. We all need to value uh, what works best for us. And so I feel like going into Q3, I feel like we have a really solid structure that has changed quite a bit from the beginning that generally fits the needs of folks better with consistency, with engagement, with accountability of time, making sure we have time on our calendars every week. I won't get too much into that right now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I, I think the accountability club is a container, a container where there's some structure, but again, honoring that we know entrepreneurs and we know there needs to be autonomy, flexibility, and growth. And so we can't plan everything to a T to make it work for everybody. That makes zero sense. But what the accountability club is what the members bring as well. And that's, I mean, circling back to things learned, that's a big part of constantly changing the structure, engaging people, seeing what, how we can be helpful and make this space awesome. Um, and I think we provide that structure. I think we've learned that we need a little bit more engagement for it to feel in order for it to have the, the, the highest potential impact that it could have. Like you said, people are going to choose how they're going to engage in it. Um, but we've even made some shifts throughout of like, I know one thing that is, has been really helpful for me. I think it's really helpful for you too. We do podcast episodes on it every quarter is setting quarterly goals and then kind of breaking that down into like, what do we want to get done each month? And so part of it is like providing that structure via Google sheet for people to fill all of that in, be able to go back and reflect on it. Um, and I also have felt, especially this quarter, I think, because I, I when we started in January, everyone had like the like new year, let's go energy. And yes. I definitely noticed that shift going into Q2. People yep. were kind of starting to like trickle, not trickle off, but like it wasn't as like hyped up as the beginning yep. of the year. Yep. And so part of what we would, I mean, I went in and <laughs> like nudging people. I'm like, Hey, it's the second week of April and you haven't filled in any goals yet. And like, not as a way to like call people out, but like 
you joined this for a reason. And this is like you and I kind of being like the accountability mentors, like holding people accountable to that. And sometimes it is a little bit more of that. I don't want to call it like tough love because like, that's not exactly what it is. Just love. Just accountability, love. Accountability, love. I know. I was like, it. It could be. It could come across as like, we're just like little nudges, 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 nudges of accountability, love. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, that's what we're going for here. One of the reasons we wanted to talk about this today is because obviously Q3 is coming up real hot, real fast. And if you're feeling like, okay, summer's coming. I am kind of making my summer plans. Some of that will be chilling, but you also fear losing some momentum in your business, which I totally relate to. And that's why I'm excited for Q3 of like, let's fucking go. And that's part of my two weeks off right now, right? Is I'm trying to recoup a little bit before hitting hard in Q3. You may consider joining us if you want a little bit of extra accountability for those summer months and to keep things going at a pace that feels good to you and having a space with like-minded people who are also getting shit done. So we wanted to talk about some changes and some little tweaks we're making based on some feedback that we've gotten about the accountability club. But let's talk about what it actually looks like first. Cool. Let's do it. So Q3, we have July... August and September. So this will be July 1st through September 30th. Our current structure is we have two power hours and one group business coaching a month. They are staggered between a Tuesday, a Wednesday, and a Friday. We were thought like, oh, different people have different schedules. So let's like space them out. We realized that that is really hard whenever you are trying to like have some consistency in your schedule. And so starting in Q3, we are going to have one hour of meeting every single week on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Central. There you go. We got all the time zones. And uh, it is going to be every single week. There are most likely, I haven't looked at the calendar for Q3, most likely four Wednesdays in a month. And so the first three Wednesdays are going to be co-working power hours where we close our inbox, put everything on do not disturb, set an intention for what we want to get done over the course of usually 55 minutes because we got a little bit of time in the beginning and end to check in and close out and crank out work together. It's dedicated time for you to either play catch up or to work on a new offering or really whatever you need. The hours there, it's blocked off in your schedule. Yes. That has been such a powerful thing. And the feedback we've heard from people of, it seems like one hour of time a week and it is, but the fact that it's on your calendar and you know, in that hour, you're going to do nothing else except for one task that you've been putting off. And the rest of the week, having a clear mind of knowing you're you're going to get that thing done in that hour that's already on your calendar. It gives you so much freedom outside of that power hour. People get a lot of shit done, let's say in 50 minutes. And that's been really awesome for myself included. Like I had to revise some PTO policy stuff. I had to catch up on some of my business coaching clients notes. And it was just like, wow, I got all of that done because of this one hour. 
It's so helpful. I even, I've implemented power hours with my virtual assistant for the Weight Inclusive Business Academy and having that hour on our schedule every other week forces me to get like my to-do list done so she can work on things during that power hour. And like, I will always have things to work on, but like making, like having that is accountability for me. So that's the first three potentially four if there's five Wednesdays. I don't know if there is. We should look into that. But the last Wednesday of every month is going to be our one hour of group business coaching. This was a little bit of a wild card for the last few months of like, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Should we have people just like bring in topics? Should we prepare topics to bring in? And subject to change, because I think this is the one piece that we're still really trying to figure out. And I think it really is cohort specific, depending on what people are working on. But I think a really solid blend would be 30 minutes of a dedicated topic that Hannah and I will come prepared with. Basically, like your own little live recording of a podcast episode where you can also ask questions should be very fun. And then the second half, so the last 30 minutes, is going to be open Q&A. So if there's something that you wanted to bring to the group and get feedback on, or if you were just wanting to like learn from other people, that's going to be dedicated for that. Absolutely. And then we use Slack for in-between. So if you don't know what Slack is, it's a communication platform. It's really cool because we have different Slack channels. So we have like a Q&A where if you have questions that you want to ask the cohort or to us, you can drop them in there. It's where we do our check-ins on Mondays and Thursdays where you put your big three and then you follow up on your big three. P.S. I love that we do Mondays and Thursdays because if we did that Friday, we're already checked out. And yep. so it probably wouldn't get done, but the Thursday is like, okay, this is the last push before the weekend. We're going to finish strong. And then we also do a weekly prompt where we have you answer a reflective question if you want to. And so that's just a nice way to connect with very minimal effort at the beginning of your week and get you in the mindset of like, I'm going to get stuff done this week. And you don't have to, you can do it on your own time. It's not on video. It's a text prompt. You send it to the group. We can do like little emojis on everybody else's <laughs> stuff, um, which is very fun. I know Heather Kaplan is good at that um, with her specific emojis. To she's probably sick of us calling her out. Because um, <laughs> Heather will choose like the perfect reaction for it. And I'm like, mm, yep, double that. Yep, plus one. Plus one. <laughs> and then we also do our business webinars where we do a topic we've presented on QuickBooks. We've presented on Asana. And you get those faux free in the accountability club. And a little surprise for the Q2 accountability club was they were with us when we launched our Mexico city trip. So they get a discount on our Mexico city trip too. Nice little surprise, surprise discounts thrown in there. So we're hoping this gets you excited and ready to join us for Q3. We are super excited for this. We absolutely love getting to connect with people, see what people are building, support people in their growth, hold space for whenever shit kind of hits the fan sometimes because it it does bound to happen in entrepreneurship. And it has just been such an incredible cohort of people these last six months that we are so thankful have joined us in the accountability club. And we would love for you to join us in the accountability club too. 
And lucky for you, if you're listening to this on the day this episode comes out, registration is live. Boop, boop. So you can go to weightinclusiveinnovators.com slash accountability hyphen club to uh, sign up to join us in Q3. Can't wait to see you there. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators pod. If you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast to add us to your queue every week. Please leave us a rating and review, share with a business bestie, and help us reach more weight-inclusive business owners who can use support and pep talks. We will see you next week. Bye.